0: Thanks for listening to The Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 12 to 3 Eastern, 9 to Noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and FS1. Find your local station for The Herd at
1: foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Herd. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio.
0: What up? Welcome in. This is The Herd, wherever you may be and. However you may be making this part of your day, thanks so much. I'm Doug Gottlieb, in for Colin Cowherd. i actually live today in, um, it's called Gainbridge Fieldhouse. So funny that it used to be Banker's Life Fieldhouse, right? Like, they changed the name of the sponsor for Staples Center to Crypto, and you would have thought... That it was almost a memorial service for, for Michael Jackson level of, of of outpouring of emotion. They just changed the name of the sponsor on the arena. Changed the name of the sponsor here in Indy, and it's a great arena. Nobody said a word. Anyway, uh, check out the Big Ten Tournament and uh, working that in the, in the evening session. I'm here for you, for any of your needs, so I can make you some money over this or next weekend. At Gottlieb Show is both the IG and the Twitter handle, and you can check out the Doug Gottlieb Show daily, 3 to 6 Eastern, twelve three 3 Pacific. Also, I'm just going to tell you right now, if, you, if you're interested in college hoops or NBA hoops, I have a podcast called All Ball, and uh, my guest... The last three is I have a three-parter with Steve Wojciechowski. Uh, I mean, as insightful as you can get into how and why he made it and um, and what it was like being recruited by, playing for, and coaching with Mike Krzyzewski. It's called all ball, all ball. Speaking of all ball, all the balls not falling into place for the Lakers. Now, they lost to San Antonio, but LeBron didn't play. So LeBron plays last night. And um he's eight of twenty four from the field it was it was like opposite day right where Russell Westbrook was more efficient and LeBron James was inefficient but at the end of the game in in regulation, LeBron drove to his left, jumped in the air, and he appeared to have at least some sort of angle on a reverse layup now look it's it's really hard to tell because the the game angle that everybody's reacting to, that shot at midcourt. So you can't tell where his hips are, the ball is, how difficult it is to get it up. Anyway, he kicks it off to Carmelo on the wing. Carmelo takes one dribble, steps into a jump shot and misses, and then they get blown out in overtime. So, of course, it took the Laker, it took the LeBron haters all of 30 seconds to tweet out that LeBron is scared of taking the big shot right that's that's the way this thing works here's lebron after the game on the drive i had an angle for sure and then uh david Nwaba came over and uh i took a long one two step and ended up behind the backboard it was a little bit off balance and i could have forced a, a, a reverse layup but i wasn't in a position to feel like i could have got a great look could have got a decent look and i feel like Melo's look was a lot better than mine so it's literally that simple i i'm gonna i'm gonna agree with him here first of all it, so, th- this is what doesn't make sense to the LeBron hater out there, right? So he's not afraid to take game-winning shots in the NBA Finals, but he is afraid on a Wednesday night in Houston, <laughs> right? Like, I you have a t- I got a tough time with, with that one. I'm gonna I'm gonna t- and and as you guys I think pretty well know. I'm as far from a LeBron suck up, right? Somewhere in between Skip Bayless and um, um, uh, Nick uh, and Nick Wright, right? Right, like like Nick Nick Wright thinks LeBron was fouled twice on the drive, and he should have been granted two points just for getting close enough to the hoop at 37 years old. Skip Bayless thinks that he's scared, LeBron's scared to take the big shot, right? And any chance he gets to point that out, he will do so. Whereas I would sit there and go like, yeah, he kind of had a weird angle. Probably a difficult finish. Melo has remained in the league for one reason only, because he can make corner jump shots. Like, that. that's it. That's all he can do. If you watched overtime and um, Jalen Green, the star for the Houston Rockets, he even said it. Like the game plan was to attack Melo. They <laughs> just like wherever Melo is, that's where they're going. He can't guard anybody, and he's playing like a small ball center. That doesn't work. LeBron can't do it either. They're just attacking those guys. But the game plan was to attack Melo. Mello is only his only thing that he can do now. One of the formerly, formerly he was the best scorer in the league. a Three level score, post, mid range, and from three. Three was probably his weakest trait. But still, you go back 10, 12 years ago, and he was Kevin Durant-level scoring machine. Okay. The only reason he's in the league now is to make that corner jump shot. So if you say, well, he might have had an angle, and I hate the mentality of guys, because it's changed in basketball. You drive, you draw. I mean, you work on that pass and that jump shot every day when you're, when you're a basketball player. It's called baseline drive baseline drift every day so if you say hey I don't like how basketball is taught and played you drive in it's the old European style that's fine you, you might have had a shot there you know he's LeBron I, I, I have more trust in LeBron from two feet even falling into the stands than I do from Carmelo from 24 that's fair but if you want to tell me that somehow he's scared to take the big shot in houston on a wednesday night that's gonna be a tough tough one for me to to, to 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 factor in and to believe and i'm far from nick Wright, who finds somebody who loves you and your talents as much as nick loves lebron and lebron's talents Let's not forget, we're all missing the point. Okay? The point isn't if LeBron should have and should not have taken the shot. The point isn't whether or not Carmelo's shot was a better shot than his. The point that we're all missing is it lost to the Houston Rockets. Well, (laughs) anybody didn't read Anthony Davis. You lost to the Houston Rockets. You lost to the Houston Rockets. That's, let's not bury the lead, right? The lead is that the Lakers, who are falling out of even the play-in tournament at this point in time, like the Lakers who are floundering, you can make the excuse that well they didn't have LeBron. They had LeBron. They had LeBron last night. The Houston Rockets are now tied. They came into the game with the worst record in the NBA worst record in the NBA 17 and 49. So again, you can tell me all you want about when Anthony Davis returns and I look I think they they'll be competitive, but there's a lot more wrong there when you're losing to the Rockets than worrying about whether or not LeBron should have shot that shot the basketball when he's got a kind of weird angle in the last shot. It shouldn't have been that close. Shouldn't have been that close. Anyway, all right, let's Let's um, let's get to what the Colts can do next. And all of the quarterback news. We thought, we did think it was possible Aaron Rodgers would return. It felt like it was even likely that he would return to Green Bay. Um, I don't remember Russell Wilson being mentioned that often with Denver, but we did know that Denver wanted to do everything to get a quarterback they got. Washington has gotten a quarterback. Does What does he have left? And the Colts are left looking for a quarterback. We'll get to the quarterback shuffle with John Middlecoff. He joins us next in the Herd. One more Herd?
1: The Herd streams 24 hours a day, seven days a week within the iHeartRadio app. Search
0: Herd to listen live or on demand whenever you'd like. Doug Gottlieb in for Colin. This is the Herd. Wherever you may be listening, however you may be making this part of your day, John Middlecoff in a moment. We'll get his thoughts on what's taking place and what will take place in the NFL. Of course, you got Deshaun Watson still; that story still looming out there. Um, I, I like all this stuff is fascinating. John Middlecoff joins us to announce the podcast over on the uh, Volume Podcast Network, Collins Network. John, let's let's start with the Green Bay thing, okay? I feel like it's the most Aaron Rodgers thing ever when he's going to get a gigantic contract. He announces he's going to stay, but he has to make sure to correct reports that he hasn't signed anything, right? Like, you you can't just let the story be like, I'm coming back and I'm excited. No, no, no. Isn't that that Aaron 101?
1: I I think it is. I I also think he sees himself, you know, a little bit, NBA, like, LeBron-ish, like, he's trying to really hold their feet to the fire to, like, get the guys that he wants to sign. And I I think, you know, obviously they don't want to – they're not going to lose Devontae, but, like, make sure his guy gets his, like, $23, $24 million a year. Remember when LeBron with the Cavs was, like, making sure Tristan Thompson and uh, J.R. Smith all got, like, $60, $70 million contracts? I think he's kind of doing that. It's Like, it's clear he's not leaving anywhere, but he's just still trying to – make his guy get paid. Maybe he's got a couple free agent ideas. You know, Maybe maybe they shot him the list, or he went to SI.com and got the free agent, so he's shooting them some names. I, you know, Who knows? But I, I'm with you. Whoever, it, ha- it happens all the time, right? A guy gets announced he's going to sign a contract, but it actually might not logistically happen for a couple days, hell, maybe a week. They just never say anything. But for him to tweet, I, again, I, I think it's really – I give the Packers a lot of credit, uh, you know, the, the front office. But it's got to be a little bit of a pain. So Aaron,
0: I, I mean, we're not gonna—we're all trying to win here. Yeah, I, mean, that's, I don't think Gunnens gets enough credit. I mean, think, I think agree. About, think, I think he I, did. I want, Like, like, let's just think about it for for people to understand. Like, you go back to training camp last year. Aaron Rodgers basically said, "I have no relationship with the guy." You know, he pointed out, and all these moves they made—they shouldn't have made him in the way they made him. When most of the moves everybody would have agreed with at the time, right, and especially yeah, exactly. now, in the past, right, but it was an effort to to endear himself to Packers of the past. But it sounded good. Remember, it's like we should have kept Charles Woodson. It's like, oh, yeah, come on, Aaron. Yeah. No, 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 no. Anyway, um, but but Goodenkuns was, I mean, he caught a lot of flack from people as you know, no bedside. But to go from there to supporting him through the vaccine, they never said anything negative through the vaccination thing. Right, there hasn't been they haven't been critical of him openly or behind the scenes with how he played against the Niners, forcing the football there a couple times to Devontae. Like, there hasn't been no one's been critical of his process. They've they've done a 180 in terms of their PR and the relationship with him. That, that does deserve some. That's a hard thing to do to swallow well, your think- pride. Swallow your pride and say, hey, we drafted Jordan Love, but we're gonna we're gonna pay you whatever to keep you. When I think in the NFL, and it's like
1: this in all sports, but specifically the NFL, I mean I've seen it firsthand is obviously the coach player relationship is a lot different than the GM player relationship. Right. And you're naturally massaging it as a coach but as a GM you can kind of be like, you know, behind the scenes and often be the bad guy. And they don't teach you, you know, Goodkin's is not like some 60-year-old GM, he's a younger guy. They don't teach you that when you're coming up as like a, you know, banging out college tape and you know just just watching tape basically so you have to give the person credit for understanding i mean clear it was clear he had to figure something out but I, I would say a large percentage of guys would not have been able to pull it off or maybe had too big of an ego or maybe had too much pride or maybe just not known what to do and he he clearly figured it out because i think aaron likes him i mean that hall of fame speech i mean he he gave him a shout out
0: he did he he absolutely he absolutely likes him um, and bad the MVP news, speech,
1: not Hall of Fame. Yeah,
0: MVP, MVP at the uh, NFL Honors NFL honors Dinner. Okay, what was your reaction to the Broncos trade? I think it's the easiest trade they'll ever make.
1: Uh, I mean, if I was them, I would have given up more if they would have asked for more. You know, I mean, I, I think, you know, future first-round picks are just that, future first-round picks, and when you're trading, look at the Rams. I mean, they acquired Matt Stafford, and it's like, it sounded awesome when you're like, oh, the Lions got two first-round picks. Well, it's now pick 32. Look at the 49ers, it's like, oh, the Dolphins got you know a couple first-round picks for Trey Lance. It's pick 29. So the one thing the Broncos have going for them is that ninth pick is pretty valuable capital, right? You couldn't trade pick 29 and 32 for pick nine, so that was very valuable. And I, I think here the elephant in the room was. Russell Wilson demanded a trade. Like, it's, it's not going to come out that way, but he was not going to come back there. Correct. And I think Seattle was clearly, at this point in time, like he doesn't want to be here. And, and listen, Pete probably deserves some blame too. Maybe Pete's just like over him too. But like they were had to move on. Now, unlike I would say the NBA when Anthony Davis or Kyrie is like, I want to go to the Celtics or I want to go to the Lakers. The NFL doesn't quite work like that. It's like, well, Russell, you know, we're not just trading you anywhere. NFC off limits. So we can pick the AFC teams, and clearly the Broncos were going to be the most aggressive on Rodgers, on Russell, and it's an easy one for them. I, you know, listen, I, if, if a guy is like at this point in time, you've had him for a decade, going to refuse to play, like what are you supposed to do? But they're going to lose. If Russell Wilson is over the hill and it's not any good, then it'll be okay. You know, they sold high. But if he can rattle off a couple years still playing at a really high level, like there is no way for them to not look like
0: idiots right they're, they're just going to have to eventually I don't, leave. I, don't, I, don't, I don't know if i don't know if that's i don't know if that's fair Again, Well, they you, don't get a, well, if they don't get a quarterback they're going to be terrible well hold on a second let's 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 go back. you started with the premise that they didn't have a choice right so if they didn't have a choice they didn't have a choice Secondly, I, I
1: know but no one ultimately will care when they're winning three four games right we know how I, that goes i
0: i understand but i'm we're talking about the reality not not what not what fans think the reality is they didn't have a choice Okay, and didn't really have a choice in some of the places they could trade him because he had a no-trade clause, right? It's a that that was it. It could have been a a really ugly standoff, but I, you know, it was just delayed for a, for one season. That's really what it was. And once, I, look, what? I talked to somebody who was who was in. I remember the the Bears talked to them last year about him, and the Bears walked away thinking he's going to get moved next offseason because they wouldn't have they they didn't make a, a counter. But they did; they were listening to at least offers. So that thing was done, for sure. One issue I have, and I
1: I disagree. I know I know Colin. You know goes after Aaron and supports Russell. I'd say the major difference between the two guys, like we all can admit, they're both divas, right? But Aaron wears it himself. Correct. Right? Aaron got up and took all the arrows. He didn't Correct. hide behind his agent. Russell hides behind this baseball agent, Mark Rogers and comes off like, I love you, Seattle, I love you, Seattle. Well, if it came out like Aaron Rodgers, like he said he has to go out, it wouldn't be the same vibe, right? And Russell will never do that because he plays this PR campaign so he can kind of leave, you know, it's kind of Pete and we just kind of broke up. But no, Russell, like, just be honest with what just happened, which, again, if you don't want to be there anymore, we're all human beings, whether you're a radio host, whether you're a football player, like, I I don't want to be here anymore. But he will never, not in a million years, ever utter those words. Seattle's going to have to, to me, and, and I'm, sh- I'm sure they eventually will, because there was an athletic article that basically said that they thought he mailed in the season last year, which, you know, he definitely looked a little off, even beside the injury, right? It was just some weird vibes. But you've got to leak, eventually, to your fan base. Like, this guy told us,
0: in not so many words, I'm never playing for you again. Uh, no, no question, which is like that's by the way that's why Aaron doesn't like him. That's it in in a nutshell. It's it's not just it's not just the he wants out of town or the other things he tries to manipulate in the media. It's even the religious thing. He just thinks he's a phony. It's like yeah, look, well, he, he I mean, I listen. He, I, I think he's a remarkable player. I've seen him
1: live for years. I, I he's a first ballot Hall of Famer in my eyes. But the phoniness is pretty outrageous
0: when it comes to him. No, Here's the other, and I, and no, no question. No question. But that. how about how about the fact that the Broncos' story drops right after the, the same day as Aaron Rodgers? Same day. Well, don't that, you think
1: they? I mean, they were just hoping maybe Aaron would give them the go-ahead because they were willing to probably trade a lot for him. And once he says like once for sure, like, hey man, I'm coming back, they just pivoted immediately.
0: Yeah, but I I do think the idea that, that a trade like that doesn't get pulled off in three hours. Well, right.
1: no, I mean, they had been I, – I saw a headline today. Like, they had been – maybe Schrager said they had been – they talked before the Super Bowl on right. some of these. So, so they couldn't
0: wait one more day? Who, the Broncos? Yeah. Or yeah. or, 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 or Russell. Russell Wilson? Yes. Like, it's it, it, awesome. It, it, here, it's it's the awesome. They they don't like each other, and it's amazing. It's well, amazing. And, I, and now, if you, now if you're Aaron Rodgers, imagine, imagine if the Broncos do well and the Packers struggle, and he's like, that could have been – my team, with my guy. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> <That's> amazing. <laughs> it's amazing! It, it is.
1: I, I, You know, I listen, the Broncos have a lot of talent on their team, and, and if Russell's good, like, you get a player of Russell's level, it's going to be hard not to be competitive, but first-year head coach, Yep. none of these guys, you know, the core guys on their roster have won a big game in years, right? I mean, they just haven't, because the Broncos haven't been winning big games. They haven't been in them. They haven't been in relevant games, so it's just there is some unknown, right? I, I know totally. you give going to be Devontae gonna... Adams, Green, and you know, division, Aaron Rodgers. That division is a
0: beast. That division is a beast. Kansas City, Chargers, and say what you want about the uh, about the Raiders, but Josh McDaniels knows a thing or two about quarterback play, and Derek Carr's coming off an incredible season in terms of but, leadership. My thing
1: is, Doug, where are all, like, Russell's teammates going, I'm going to miss you, I love
0: you? Like, where, where was that the last couple days? Have you seen any of that? Because I've missed no, it. No, because that's who Russell is. And, and, anyway, let's – Let's uh let's get to Carson Wentz. What's the deal with Carson? Like, if Frank Reich gives up on Carson Wentz, and and I, look, I'm willing to believe that Jim Irsay played a major factor in it, but if Frank Reich says okay, what does that say about Carson Wentz? You know, I, I think the thing that I I
1: know the people in Philly well, obviously, I think he really struggles get just interacting and just being a normal teammate, which means he just. You know, I wouldn't say doesn't get along with people, but doesn't have strong relationships with his teammates. And it's pretty clear there was an article today in the Athletic like he doesn't take hard coaching well. And I think people think when they read that like that means like he's getting yelled at, and then he like goes into a shell. I think it, what it, that means is like, hey Carson, when you see that look, you got to throw it to here instead of going, yeah, that makes sense. Like like Peyton Manning would say, like yeah, I screwed up, like I got to go there. He goes, no, I think this is he he thinks he knows everything. And I also, my theory on this, I I don't know Frank, but Frank was around him his first two years. And just like any newer person do a job, but specifically a pro athlete, when you're young, you got a lot to prove. You just kind of keep your mouth shut.
0: Yeah, very receptive.
1: Yeah, you're just very respectful. You just do whatever it takes. You know, you're you're trying to prove yourself in the league to your team, to your teammates, to get a bigger contract, the whole thing. So the guy Frank knew, and then the guy Frank acquired, then think of all the scars he got around Foles. Then he got paid. Then, you know, his true inner self came out. I think he got a different human. And I think this is – Frank is not alone. Like, the history of coaching, right? You always think, like, I can get the best out of the guy. And I think he learned – Carson actually didn't play terribly. I think he gets talked about like he's a worse player than he is. But I think what Frank realized is, like, this is a different person than I remember. You know? This is not the same guy.
0: Yeah. And I think think the guy got traded as much as the player it's a great point you, you make because I did the NBA draft for 15 years. Okay. And I did it for 12 years. Like that's actually how I got my start in national radio was doing the NBA draft. And I, I remember I would tell guys this all the time. You, you get draft, you talk to them draft night and they were just big eyed and so yeah, hopeful. Right eyed, bushy tail, do whatever. And so, and so like incredibly uh, thoughtful in, in how they talk to you, look you in the eye and, like, just like, a, you're like, man, that's a great kid. I hope he has a great. And then, you know, five years, ten years later, they they worry about what they wear in the walk between their car and to the locker room door more than than any conversation they actually have. And you're like, don't ever change from this moment. So he's not alone. And that's, okay, so what about Indy now? An- another quarterback? We're going to do this thing again? W- what do they do at quarterback? Yeah, I mean, I think
1: it's a huge risk. Obviously, there are Jimmy G rumors, but say this for Carson Wentz, he has been – he played in every game last year. Like, he, you know, I know he got injured in training camp, remember the foot, but he didn't miss any games. So durability, to me, with Jimmy Garoppolo, to make that move, Jimmy Garoppolo has missed eight and a half games in the last two years. He's literally currently hurt. I mean, if you had practice tomorrow, he could not participate. So I think that's very risky. What are their other options? Like – Mitch Trubisky, he's just not very good at football. Like I think Mitch Trubisky found what he should be doing—be you know a good backup. You know maybe be a four. I know this year he took a little less money, but maybe five, six million dollar backup like that. That to me should be Mitch Trubisky's role. If anyone signs him to be a starter, like th- there are certain throws he struggles to make. Really, he just doesn't make them, and his problem, like fundamentally as a player, he has major flaws. So you can't do that. Maybe, and someone floated this, you know, Frank, again, has a relationship with Nick Foles because he was around him in Philadelphia. But, like, is Nick Foles in a vacuum? Like, Nick's obviously an easier guy to deal with. Get him, He'd be cheaper than Carson. But he's he a good enough player? Yeah, I
0: guess so, I, now.
1: I, I, I think, I can't imagine they made this trade without, like, like, we talked about the Broncos. Like, they were wheeling and dealing with the Packers. They were wheeling and dealing with Seattle. Like, they have different things lined up. You don't just trade Carson Wentz without going, we have these three options. Now, just because you have those three options, like ultimately the Broncos, it was Rogers or Russell Wilson. Like their two options were pretty good. Like yeah. I, what if their option, like their option might be Mr. Biscay or Nick Foles, which just at the end of the day could lead you to seven, eight wins
0: or Garoppolo or Garoppolo, all those coming off the shoulder. I mean, there's, there's, there's discussion of Garoppolo. What, what about, and I talked about this with Brock, you were, Doug Gottlieb for Collins to hurt. Uh, John Minnokoff's our guest three now, out of course is incredible podcast. Um, like even if there are no criminal charges i think there are teams that can't touch Deshaun Watson right like the washington yeah. football team washington commanders because like you, you can't touch him i would think can seattle like that's you know Brock Heward is lives there does does has done radio there he's like i don't know Jody Allen i don't know how that goes over they they, they won't say it publicly but i'm sure there's there's a good amount of teams that can't touch him aren't there well, I think at this
1: point in time, and listen, I'm no legal analyst. I'm just a Cal Poly business grad. Isn't everyone kind of waiting to just see? I don't even really understand what tomorrow is,
0: but is it possible that tomorrow it all goes away after tomorrow? Or It, is it, it, just do- like- it, it does, okay, but again, we're talking like reality is, hey, there's, there's nothing. There's nothing. Fine. I'm, in terms of optics in some cities with some owners or some franchises, Right? Like those things you you can't the uh, Washington. Yeah, to, to me is- if, to me, Doug, if it goes away, then he's on the table for everybody
1: who needs him. I think. If it goes away. Now if he's we're- if it's one of those things where we cut some checks and stuff, then to me the optic if it just goes away and they can play it like I'm telling you, we were innocent the whole time, we've been we're good now, I think everyone's on the table. Now maybe Jody Allen, you know, female running it, but I, I still think I mean, wouldn't she have, like, tried to not allow them to trade Russell? Like, I, I do think Pete's in charge. Like, you just let Pete do whatever Pete wants to do. And we know Pete, you know, he's got a little, you know, he'll, I mean, Richard Sherman thinks Pete's going after him. And he knows Pete pretty well. And us, all of us, like, West Coast people watch Pete really closely at SC. Like, he doesn't care. You know, and hell, he's ten, he's Remember, he drafted Frank Clark yeah. after Frank Clark legitimately hit her in that hotel room and got kicked off Michigan, right? Like, And that was a big deal. Pete didn't care. Because why? Because Frank was good. And, you know, it's it's even different with Deshaun, because not only is he good, they are desperate. When I that's the other thing with Pete, when I hear you know, the Seattle's rebuilding, they cut Bobby Wagner. No, Bobby Wagner's an old guy makes twenty million dollars like that happened. Like Ronnie Locke got cut. Like it happens. But Pete you think seventy year old's going through a rebuild? No, I I think he's one hundred percent praying this thing can get figured out and he'll just go after Deshaun Watson. Now, Deshaun has the no trade, so like, does Deshaun want
0: to play in Seattle? I don't know. Does he even care at this point? Who knows? Uh, it's, a, it's a great question. It's a, it's a fantastic question. I guess the might. You think, you think Pete wants to rebuild at 70? No. No. No chance. But, but I also think I also do offer up the possibility that if they can't get Deshaun, then you go with what you got here. You're not spending any money at quarterback, and you rebuild the entire roster, and then next year you make a run at somebody else. I, you know, yeah. I, it's You've hard to be okay. To think, like it could get real. Right, they could win like two, th- three, four games. And well, could, yes, it just yes and no, yes and no. I mean, like, look, we we all think of Russell Wilson as Russell Wilson now. When they were winning big early, Russell Wilson was just handing the football off, right? And I mean, you have the to. D, the D was dominant. The D was dominant, and they could they could run the football. Quick pause there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh uh, by the way, uh, Milkov, how beautiful is – you're as a Warriors guy. The collapse of the Lakers is pretty pretty enjoyable for you, isn't it?
1: I, I thought it really was a month or two ago, and I'm someone – I mean, I grew up in the Sacramento area, so I hate the Lakers. Yes. Kind of just a joke now. Like, it's just – like, I, I've been making fun of Russell Westbrook for a long time. To me, now it's, like, getting sad.
0: Yes. I, they're,
1: they're just – I mean, they're terrible. Now I'm I'm a, I'm a Fresno guy, so watching Jalen Green go for a career high, you lose the Rockets on the road. Yes, I mean, do you, do you agree though? It's like it went from being pretty funny, and now it's just kind of like pretty embarrassing. Like yeah. it's just well, it's, the, it's, to me, the other the, thing with Russell, like how often is Russell taking shots at fans? Now, I'm not pro, like ripping on a you know saying anything to families, but like Russell, you make forty five million dollars, you can't shoot. Like people can make fun of you as a shooter. Like I, I'm sorry, buddy.
0: Yeah, I, I don't mind I don't mind the fans with the with the Westbrook thing. I think that's more that's more like I don't think Skip Bayless needs to be doing that. I don't think if you're you're on TV, you need to be, you need to be named Colin. But but I, I I the fans thing like come on dude, you know shoot better. <laughs> I mean, you don't think I, I I when I was at Oklahoma State we played OU right that was our our, our travel. My second year going down there, first year they threw credit cards at me. Second year I go go down there and they have a gigantic brick they have the Gottlieb brickometer and every time i missed a shot they would move it over at one they would have another number and i was like one of 10 in the game and they were just having the greatest time we're like but that's that's like sports like you know and him coming I, I, out I, 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 the,
1: the problem for the lakers is like what do they do nothing. i mean could this this could get ugly for a couple years and lebron kind of clearly knows it and here's my other thing with westbrook like westbrook you can get all the fans all you want LeBron and Clutch tried to kick you out for John Wall in a 2027 first like that happened, buddy.
0: No, they don't want you. No, no question. But that's that. And that's part of this entire thing. Right. Is the guy who recruited him was LeBron is the guy who. and, And that's when this thing has gone bad. But Look, LeBron turns on people fast. Once I he, know, once you but that's that's him. what happened. He turned on the whole thing when he goes to the All Star game and he starts talking about Bronny and he starts talking about the future. And then it gets leaked out that they want they wanted to trade Westbrook. It tells you that he's that he's done. He's like, we can't win with this group. No chance. Done. And yes, they won a title a couple years ago, and he was awesome. He was awesome. His leadership was awesome. But been, this is year four. There have been basically. Two disasters, and then last year they're talking all that trash before Anthony Davis gets hurt, and they get they get they get beat by the the Suns in round one. So, two disastrous years and one disappointing year in in the four years he's been in LA. I'll tell you this, James Wiseman.
1: Who knows? He might be the next Greg Oden. But the Warriors got something with Kaminga and Moses Moody. That
0: guy can play. Yep. That, guy, that guy's that guy's a, a dog. Well, that's the, that's the other part to it, which is they. But but remember, like it's not like the Lakers drafted poorly. No, you know, they, they I mean, should, traded all should, the guys away. Should, the, they should, they take take, guys should they have taken Donovan Mitchell instead of uh, Alonzo Ball? Yes. They should have taken Donovan Mitchell instead of Alonzo Ball. Okay. Or, you know, but but they still they had guys that are it, it's even like think about the three guys that they were down to for finalists for the head coaching job. Monty Williams, <laughs> Ty Lu who they offered the job to but wouldn't go to a fourth year guaranteed. And then Frank, who was Frank's done an outstanding job up until this year with the things falling apart. So. well when Frank gets fired I mean are they just is, are they just gonna hire a clutch client is that what they're gonna do I don't I I, I was talking with somebody the other day I I don't know who they hire there is no there's like Phil Jackson and LeBron like that's oil and water that's not gonna work right remember the posse comment that's not yeah. happening he was at the um, game
1: I saw the other day it looked like yeah. it was his, like new
0: girlfriend yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's always weird when Jeannie leaves him tickets, and he brings the new brings the new <laughs> girlfriend to town. That's that's an interesting one. But it is funny that you point out, you know, the it's the it's the ancillary pieces that are really kind of the downfall of the Lakers. They don't have when a star goes down, they just don't have enough of guys. Um, I think this thing fell apart in L.A. when they when they didn't trade for Kyle Lowry last year. Is had they traded for Kyle Lowry, they would have gotten a better playoff spot. They wanted to face the Suns. Maybe none of that happens. I think that's where that's where LeBron tried to like step in in the off season and say, "No, no, no, I want this instead of Buddy Healed." And last time you got your way, we didn't trade for Kyle Lowry. I think that's what what, what led to this, and I do think he's done with him for this year. Yeah. For this year, John, great, great. stuff. Uh, enjoy your weekend. Thanks for joining us. Later, bro. See you. All right, let's. Uh, Here is what we're gonna do. We're gonna get to get to herdline news upcoming, including our rivalries back in the NBA. That's next in The Herd. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio,
1: FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Mike check. Mike check. Do you want exclusive insight from the biggest names in the sports game? What's good? This is national champion and former pro baller Chris Johnson. Let me tell you a little bit about my new series, KJ Live. KJ Live is the only show featuring me going one-on-one with the brightest basketball minds on the planet to get the real...
0: On Fox Sports Radio, the iHeartRadio app, wherever you may be listening, however you may be making this part of your day, thanks so much. Uh, Frank Reich has issued a bit of an apology. Wait to hear what that apology is. Plus, we'll talk to Stink. Mark Slareth, of course, is a legend in Denver, has his own radio show in Denver and played for the Broncos, part of two Super Bowl winning teams. We'll get his thoughts on Russell Wilson. And uh, how good is that team? How good is that team? Because everyone wants to believe they were just a quarterback away. Is it that simple? Plus some Deshaun Watson stuff, and we'll keep an eye on Major League Baseball. But let's get to some Herdline News. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. Rhyme Music, what do you got? All right, Doug.
2: Let's turn our attention to the NBA a little bit. You discussed this briefly earlier in the show that – Ben Simmons is kind of making his return to Philadelphia. He is expected to be on the Brooklyn Nets bench today, or this evening, I should say, but he will not be playing. Now, before Ben Simmons' return, his former head coach was asked about Simmons, the status of where things are at between Simmons, the Nets, the 76ers, the whole big picture. He said, I don't like how, let's say, this rivalry was started. I'll pass on all that, but let me put it this way. I love when there when there's rivalries. I love when there's teams that are in the same conference that want to play each other and go after each other. That's all good. I get what he's saying. I, I do agree with him in the sense that I think rivalries are always good and people love the friction and the drama between two teams. <laughs> I don't mean to be the guy talking about semantics, but this this doesn't quite feel like it's risen to the level of a rivalry
0: just yet. No, no, that takes years and years and years of competition, years of the, and and different generations of. It, but it also, I mean, like, and there's a difference between a, a rival and a nemesis, right? right? Or or a or you know, this this feels more like recent breakup where there's still kind of bitterness over it. Yeah, more than more than rivalry. Totally,
2: it just feels like a little bit of extra drama. Nothing, nothing too special. Nothing crazy there. Just kind of like, oh yeah, this will be interesting to watch.
0: Yes, and and we're not we can't go to the you know Dr. J leaving the Nets and going to the Sixers like that didn't make them rivals. <laughs> the <laughs> ABA to the NBA, this doesn't make them rivals either. Yeah, and uh, another
2: quick note on this Ben Simmons um, topic. Your buddy, Ryan Rossillo of The Ringer, had Danny Green on, former Ben Simmons teammate. He talked a little bit about what happened with Simmons. I think we all tried to reach out at different times. I did reach out. I don't know if his number had changed. I think his number might have changed at that point. I don't know. But I reached out on a personal level and said, look, man, we can turn things around. Let's just sit down, have a talk. I sent a couple of different text messages at a couple of different times throughout the weeks just to try and see where he was at. Talking about Simmons. After the playoff collapse and trying to uh, build a bridge there,
0: no, he 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 obviously shut down on everybody. He he, he went wanted to be, full ghost. Yeah, ghosted. he went. He, I mean, but you can't you can't ghost dudes like that. But th- this is the real part about Ben Simmons, which is interesting, and maybe maybe that's why the Nets do work because look in Philadelphia, based upon the early billing and the early returns. And the hype, which I'll be honest, I was part of. I thought he was a great prospect. But he wouldn't shoot it in college. And, you know, he he had kind of committed to the, you know, it's not as good a shot for me as for somebody else thing. And, uh, you know, I've been through all this stuff that that he's going through, just not as at a high level, right? Right. Where you just, you're wide open and it it becomes a much harder shot because you're already missing it in your brain. But shutting down to people, especially you know, teammates who do the olive branch, you knew it was over. But he he's a guy who hasn't been beloved wherever he's been. You know, I can't speak for Montverde Academy, but LSU, it was weird. It's weird in the 76ers. And I'm led to believe, though, he was invited. It wasn't like they were sad when he didn't show up for the Australia national team. That—that's—it's—it's. Mm. That's, but, but the Nets, it might work because, I mean, you already have Kyrie as aloof in his own world. You know, KD, he's dealt with all kinds of craziness before. And you can just show up and play, and Kyrie can take away a lot of the negative attention. Yeah, I guess we won't
2: be seeing tonight, but in the near future. Let's turn our attention to the NFL here, Doug. We know the Rams are the reigning Super Bowl champions. We have been told that Sean McVay is back. We think Aaron Donald may be back. Obviously, Matthew Stafford will be there, Cooper Cup, yada, yada, yada. Von Miller is one that people are keeping an eye on. He is a free agent. He told Josina Anderson, quote, I want to figure it out with the Rams first and foremost, first and foremost, because they've been real good to me. On the slim chance that I can't, I'll explore all my options. Now, this makes sense. I 100% understand why the Rams would want back Von Miller. I 100% understand why Von Miller would want to return to the Rams. I do hold some skepticism from this reason. Whenever a team wins a championship, all we do is talk about running it back, and it never, never works, works. in the NFL. For, I mean, except the NBA for the Patriots.
0: Is, except for the Patriots.
2: Yeah, but even the Patriots, like, they had that dynasty early on, but they we forget they went like ten years without winning a Super Bowl and all, had all, uh, ma- uh,
0: many Aaron different Rod, iterations. They went undefeated in the regular season, and then Tom Brady got hurt after the Super Bowl. True. So, but again,
2: but that, but my and those are their is,
0: their best teams were actually in the middle of that ten year of Super Bowl championship. Right,
2: drive. exactly. But my point is that team was wildly different from the team that had won it early on. Right, right. No, so it's not to, as have, if they tried to have keep to make, it moving.
0: Here's the thing: Do you want Von Miller back? Yes, but I'm not paying. I'm not paying full price. I'm paying Von Miller at this age price. You know, he, he was great in the Super Bowl. Great, right, like I mean, Chris Collinsworth. He, he just on a one man wrecking crew for aaron donald to be the mvp aaron Donald was awesome but so was von miller (laughs) right um but i but i you know i want him back but at what price you know if he's going to be my second or third best pass rusher then i'm not going to pay him top dollar and i'm going to pay short term rather than long term of course you want him back the question is the price
2: right we'll wrap it up with this doug Tiger Woods was inducted into the world golf hall of fame last night. He was there
0: one voter like in
2: baseball that didn't vote him in (laughs) non principle. If Ben Hogan wasn't unanimous, how could Tiger Woods? Um, So he was introduced by his daughter, Sam and part of his speech, he talked about what led to making him great. If you don't go out there and put in the work, you don't go out and put out the effort. You're not going to get the results. More importantly, you don't deserve it. You need to
0: earn it. It's pretty awesome. I mean, Look, there's there's a lot that we can say about the incredible career of Tiger Woods. But never forget, like, he was a prodigy from, like, age three. And anybody's reasonable expectations of what he could accomplish, he blew out of the water. Right? He overachieved. And that comes from incredible, incredible work and incredible self-confidence. So... Yeah, I, I I didn't know he wasn't in the golf Hall of Fame. <laughs> I guess now he is, and that's rhyme music with the news.
1: Well, that's the
0: news,
2: and thanks for stopping by. The herd
1: line. Okay, news. we
0: have we have breaking news. No starting starting quarterback has been moved today. Uh, it's a big it's big, but what about who's next? We'll discuss next in the herd.